drags the tackler into the end zone. He catches it in stride and scores. This is This Week in the Mountain West. He walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Mountain West Conference champions. Hi, this is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West, and you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. On the Mountain West Radio Network. Welcome into the Week 5 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Matt Neverett. This week on the program, we'll be joined by Wyoming head coach Craig Bowl to recap the undefeated Cowboys win over UConn and look ahead to their battle against Air Force in two weeks. Jesse Kurtz of the Air Force broadcast crew and of the Mountain West Network joins to highlight the Air Force season so far, including a dominating Week 4 victory over Florida Atlantic. The Mountain West Conference has garnered national attention from AP poll voters through four weeks of the season, including an ascension for the Fresno State Bulldogs up to number 18 in the country in the AP Top 25 and number 21 in the coaches poll. The Aztecs of San Diego State also received votes in the national polls, including 57 picks in the AP Top 25 and 69 selections in the coaches poll as well. In the weekly awards around the Mountain West, Fresno State junior wide receiver Jalen Cropper has been tabbed the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week, while Hawaii junior defensive back Cameron Lockridge was named the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week. San Diego State junior Matt Ariza earned Mountain West Special Teams Player of the Week honors, while teammate cornerback Noah Avenger was selected as the Mountain West Freshman of the Week. It is the second career Mountain West weekly honor for both Cropper and Ariza, and the first for Lockridge and Avenger. In a 38-30 victory over UNLV, Jalen Cropper caught 10 passes for 108 yards and four touchdowns in the Fresno State Mountain West Conference opening game. Their four receiving touchdowns tied a Mountain West single-game record, and it is tied for the most in a single FPS game this season. Cropper also accounted individually for 24 points, the second most in a single FBS game in 2021 and the most in the conference. Cropper has now scored a touchdown in six consecutive games, which is tied for the fourth longest streak in the country. Cameron Lockridge of Hawaii led the Rainbow Warriors to a road non-conference victory at New Mexico State while tallying seven tackles, one interception, and a fumble recovery. Early in the second quarter, Lockridge recovered a deflected backwards pass and scored from five yards out. This was the Rainbow Warriors' first scoop and score since 2017, and Lockridge also ended New Mexico State's final drive of the game with his first interception of the year. San Diego State kicker and punter Matt Ariza helped the Aztecs improve to 4-0 with a 48-21 victory over Towson by going a perfect 2-for-2 on field goal attempts and three punts with an average of 65.7 yards per boot. The 65.7 yard per punt average is the highest in the FBS since 1996 and Ariza also drained field goals from 36 and 48 yards out. Aztecs freshman cornerback Noah Avenger recorded three tackles in the 48-21 win over Towson, including a half tackle for loss, one interception, and a pass breakup in just his second start to take home Mountain West Freshman of the Week honors. We'll rehash all the action from last weekend when we return. You're listening to the Week 5 edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it right here on the Mountain West Radio Network. Hey, this is Blake Anderson, head football coach of the Utah State Aggies. We'll be right back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak 
of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor, but don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud, but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other team's fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. And now a quick recap of Week 4 in the Mountain West. In the opening game of Week 4 play around the conference on Friday night, Fresno State wideout Jalen Cropper recorded a game to remember, scoring four touchdowns through the air on 108 yards and 10 catches in a 38-30 Bulldog win over UNLV in Fresno. Painter takes this snap from Bula Schmidt, the center. There it is. Jake to throw, extra pressure coming, he wants the end zone, guess who, Jalen Cropper again, fourth touchdown catch tonight, 26 yards and you bet Fresno State is back on top. Paul Leffler had the privilege of calling all four Cropper touchdown receptions on Learfield. The Air Force Falcons jumped out to a 14-0 lead in the first quarter against Florida Atlantic and never looked back in a 31-7 final score, featuring 516 yards of total offense for the Falcons in the win, including touchdown runs of 94 and 4 yards respectively for quarterback Hazik Daniels. Right side, and it's Hazik Daniels who sticks his head in from 4 yards out. Touchdown, Air Force! Jim Arthur on the call on the Air Force Sports Network from Learfield. San Diego State remained undefeated with a 48-21 victory notched at home over Towson to keep the Aztecs as one of now 26 teams remaining in FBS action without a loss. Overall, in the dominating performance, Brady Hoke's squad turned in 281 yards on the ground with four different players scoring on rushes, including a pair from running back Jordan Bird. Got to run the ball off the left guard and broke outside. 40, 30, foot race, gone. One man to beat. No way to catch him. Touchdown, Aztecs. Jordan Bird. That was Ted Leitner on Extra 1360 in San Diego. In a matchup between two of the top teams in the Mountain Division, Boise State and Utah State squared off in Logan, Utah in a contest that was all Broncos from the start. Boise State finished 27-3 victors in Week 4 for their first Mountain West win of the year in their first opportunity. Quarterback Hank Bachmeyer finished the day 22 of 39 for 287 yards and two scores through the air, including one to senior wideout Khalil Shakir. Second and goal at the three. 
Bachmeyer rolling the pocket left, throwing left side. Shakir with the catch at the goal line and into the end zone for the touchdown. Khalil Shakir with his third touchdown catch of the season. And Boise State with 9.32 to go in quarter number three extends the lead to 16 to nothing. Bob Beeler from Learfield with the call of the touchdown catch. After trailing the UConn Huskies by a 13-3 score in the first half, the Wyoming Cowboys stormed back by outscoring UConn 21-9 in the second half for the fourth Wyoming win of the season. The 22-24 victory on the road was led by 203 yards on the ground, including 101 for senior running back Xavier Valade on a whopping 22 carries, including a touchdown run. Up under center, turn, give it to Swen. He'll pick his spot, and he is in the end zone. Touchdown, Cowboys! Dave Walsh from Learfield with the call as the Cowboys head into a bye week in Week 5 with a perfect 4-0 record. And finally, Hawaii got back in the win column with a 41-21 drubbing of the New Mexico State Aggies, including four different Rainbow Warriors finding the end zone in the victory. Bobby Curran described the action from Las Cruces, New Mexico on ESPN Honolulu. Shevin Cordero is in the shotgun. He's got Caleb Phillip in an H-back position to the right side. Two full-fledged receivers on the right. One of them is Calvin Turner back to pass Cordero looking deep. Has a receiver. It's completed the 30, the 20, the 10. Touchdown, Hawaii. It's Nick Mardner off to the races. We'll be joined by Wyoming head coach Craig Bowl after these words from your local station. This is Troy Calhoun, head football coach of the United States Air Force Academy. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Andy Oblos, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Next up on This Week in the Mountain West is Wyoming head coach Craig Bull, who has the Cowboys off to their first 4-0 start since 1996 when they began 9-0. Along with San Diego State in the Mountain West, Wyoming is one of 26 remaining undefeated teams nationally. Coming off a 24-22 victory on the road against UConn, head coach Craig Bull joins us now. And coach, after falling behind 13-3 in the first half of last week's game, your side came out in the second half firing to the tune of a 21-9 advantage in the second half for your fourth win of the year. What were some of the biggest adjustments internally in the come-from-behind win? Well, more than anything else, we really crystallized what we were uh, trying to do offensively. I think we had, you know, had a pretty expansive game plan, and we narrowed some things down. We felt like we could ha- have an advantage on, and then certainly defensively, you know, I thought we did a better job uh, defending the quarterback in the second half. Uh, their quarterback was uh, somewhat new. He had played against Army, but we saw that their playbook had drastically changed. So we kind of distilled exactly what we wanted to do on defense. And then the other factor was I think we just got off to a rough start. Whenever you, you do go on the road, uh, there's different surroundings and things like that. And I've coached long enough, and we were just we were just a little bit off in the first half. Our quarterback was off, and – uh, defensively, we had done some things that were not great, and actually, um, you know, we we still struggled a little bit on the last drive. We're certainly excited. We came up with a win. It was a hard-fought win, and uh, as you mentioned, we are four and zero. Xavier Valade, another hundred-yard game on the ground for the running back. He finished with 101 yards on 22 carries and a rush touchdown. What's it been like to start the season knowing you have a, a dependable back like Valade that you can trust with 20-plus carries any given day? 
Max does so much to us. He was appointed as a captain, and he's a threat out of the backfield in the passing game, and he had, you know, a couple receptions there. And then what he was also able to do was pop some runs. I mean, he was able to uh, pierce their uh, front seven and then jump in the secondary and came up with a an electrifying run as the game went along. You know, he's been a, uh, a really, really just a great asset for our offense, and He's a he's a team player and he's an explosive back coming in and out of the backfield. Judging by your offensive production through the first four games of the year, it seems as though your quarterback Sean Chambers and your first year offensive coordinator Tim Polasek have meshed well thus far. What's it been like seeing them building the chemistry together, and how have they been doing that? Well, when we uh, did our search for our coordinator, I felt like it was going to be imperative that. That guy also coached the quarterbacks, and then how how Tim's uh, personality would mesh with Sean and the other quarterbacks was at the top of my list. You know, I had worked with Tim several years ago, and uh, you know, I had stayed in touch with him. He, he gained some great experience at the University of Iowa, and that mesh between our quarterbacks and Tim has been outstanding. He's opened up the playbook a little bit more, and the thing that's helped, we're deeper at quarterback. And we have more weapons on offense, and so we've been able to utilize those weapons. And we're much more, you know, a balanced attack as opposed to just strictly running the football. We're able to throw the ball downfield. We think we, like I said, we've got some explosive guys. And, uh, and Sean's done a good job putting the ball where it needs to be. Now that the dust has settled on a perfect 4-0 non-conference start to your overall schedule prior to Mountain West play, what were some of the things you thought that the team has done the best for the first month of the year? Well, I think one of the things that we've done the best was our turnover margin. However, in this game, we lacked that. We've done a great job ball hawking on defense and scoring on defense, and we picked off one ball. Uh, and we've done a, a, a really an excellent job taking care of the ball. So I think that's still in play. Uh, I think the other thing that really became uh, apparent is we've got a good front four that's come up with a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and that was the case Saturday as well. We're pressuring the quarterback, getting him out of his comfort zone. And then the, the last factor, as I mentioned before, just being balanced on offense to know that, you know what, we can pound you with a – uh, a power running game, but we also have the ability to throw the ball short and the ability to throw it long. You're heading into a well-deserved off week this weekend before a tough matchup against Air Force on October 9th. What does a typical schedule look like for your team in a week with no game immediately following on the weekend in the bye? Yeah, we we term it as uh, a bye week, and we're going to be working extensively. We've got to clean up some fundamentals uh, that that go on, and then as you mentioned, you know we've got a long history at Air Force with very competitive games. Our guys recognize it's going to be a real big challenge to go on the road to, to Colorado Springs to play the Air Force Academy. So we'll spend time working on Air Force as well. And lastly, looking ahead to that matchup against the Falcons in Colorado Springs, as you mentioned, what kind of preparation as a coaching staff goes into squaring off against an option-style offense like Air Force employs? I don't think anybody does uh, option football better than what Air Force does. I mean, they uh, they have expanded their offense each year. This will be my eighth time coaching against Air Force. Uh, they have weapons. There's nothing that they have not seen from an opponent that they don't have an answer for. 
So we're going to really need to be able to establish the line of scrimmage, tackle well, have our eyes right to be able to play the run, but then also uh, they have the ability to throw the football. So big, big challenge. Our coaches are working hard at it. Uh, and beyond the challenge, though, we, we understand uh, what's on the line with this game. Wyoming head coach Craig Bold joins us on This Week in the Mountain West. Coach, thank you so much for your time, and best of luck the rest of the way out. You bet, Matt. We'll check in with Jesse Kurtz and the Air Force Falcons next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Coach Todd Graham, head coach of the Rainbow Warriors. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this time. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor, but don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud, but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other teams' fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network with 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. This is Danny Gonzalez, head coach of the University of New Mexico Lobos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Coming off a dominating 31-7 victory over Florida Atlantic this past weekend, the Air Force Academy upped its record to 3-1 to start the 2021 season. Jesse Kurtz of the Mountain West Network and the Air Force broadcast team joins now on This Week in the Mountain West. And the story of this game, Jesse, was the nearly flawless offensive attack by quarterback Hazeek Daniels in Week 4. He rushed for a career-high 164 yards on 17 carries. After the Falcons only played six games all of last year, which Daniels started all of them, what has it been like for you to watch the development of the signal caller? It's been fun to watch him progress from game to game. You think about it, Matt. Um, last year, the kid was thrown into a starting role. Um, I'm not sure that he ever thought that he was going to play, much less be a starter. And all of a sudden, everything that happened with COVID and turnbacks and a kid named Hazik Daniels, who I hadn't heard of, gets the starting knot and he gets six games and looked great at times. Uh, and then you fast forward to this year and the four games that he's played, he's gotten better each and every game, especially in the run game. And to see what he did um, against Florida Atlantic with 164 yards rushing, 70 yards passing, the guy already has seven rushing touchdowns. And 
Uh, had a 94-yarder, which broke an academy record. Uh, it's cool to watch this kid grow right in front of your eyes. And when you think about it, he's only 10 games in. So he's really in his first season. Hasn't even finished a full season if you think about a 12-game schedule. So uh, he's been fun to watch and fun to grow right before our very eyes. Falcon defense allowed just 219 yards in the win. In your eyes, who have been the biggest contributors on this stout defense ranked nationally this year? Yeah, so there's been a lot of guys. Um, right at the top would be DeMonte Meeks, the senior out of Maple Heights, Ohio. He's been a mainstay guy a couple years ago in his last full season in 2019. Uh, was a 100-tackle-a-season guy. Um, he leads the team in tackles. He's the heart and soul, um, the guy that you can constantly count on. But I'll tell you, man, Vince Sanford uh, has played the spur linebacker position, uh, a guy that had played in seven games in 2019 but wasn't very um, involved from game to game. He's been sensational. Um, and then Corvin Taylor is a guy that jumps off to you. He right now has three interceptions on the year, one of the nation's leader. Um, and Trey Bug has locked down a lot of the receivers that have been thrown his way. Teams rarely throw at number three because he is so good, one of the top cornerbacks in the league. So uh, those guys, but, you know, it's it's been a full team effort, and it's a big reason uh, that team effort that they have held uh, five of six teams, or six of seven teams now, under 20 points dating back to last year. That's an amazing statistic to me. And looking ahead to week five, Air Force's defense comes into the matchup against New Mexico with a 34-ranked defense in the country nationally. They blanked the Lobos 28 to nothing in the contest last year. Do you expect more of the same in Albuquerque this weekend? Um, I expect Air Force's defense to play well. Um, they're too good and too well coached to not. Um, I, I would I'd be lying if I thought it was going to be a shutout, and the reason being is, is Terry Wilson um, is a game-changing quarterback for the Lobos, the Kentucky transfer. Um, so he'll, he will add a different dynamic than maybe the Lobos have had here in recent years, but I do expect that this defense will be ready to play. I mean, they're only giving up 100 yards on the ground per game. That's fourth in the league. Their pass defense ranks third in the league. Total defense is third in the league and number one in scoring defense. So, I mean, you look across the board, um, there's just been consistency from John Radzinski and his defense. So uh, there's no reason to expect that they won't come to play and give the Falcons a chance to come away with a victory in Albuquerque. A big thank you to Jesse Kurtz of the Mountain West Network and the Air Force broadcast team. We'll preview the entire Week 5 schedule next after these words from your local station. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Brady Hoke, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Back with our final segment on This Week in the Mountain West, set to take a look at a lighter Week 5 slate of action around the Mountain West Conference. BYU and Utah State have met on the first Friday of October every year since 1981, and the battle for the old wagon wheel is no exception in 2021. 3-1 Utah State welcomes the 13th-ranked BYU Cougars to Logan, Utah at 7 p.m. Mountain Time after not meeting at all in the pandemic-shortened season that was 2020. The opening Mountain West Conference game of Saturday's schedule features a matchup of two teams that were picked in the preseason polls to win their respective divisions in the conference. 
Two and two, Boise State out of the Mountain Division welcomes two and one Nevada out of the West to the Smurf turf of Albertson Stadium in the opening game of Mountain West play for the Wolfpack and the second conference battle for the Broncos. The game will feature a matinee kickoff time of 1.30 Mountain Time. Bob Beeler of Learfield has the play-by-play -play call. After nearly defeating the league-leading Fresno State Bulldogs on the road a week ago, UNLV continues their road swing, this time heading on to San Antonio to match up against 4-0 UTSA in a 3 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Central kick with the Rebels looking for their first win of the year. Looking for a comeback win after a defeat at Western Michigan last week, 2-2 two two San Jose State squares off against 1-4 New Mexico State at CEFCU Stadium in San Jose. It is the second straight matchup for New Mexico State against a Mountain West foe after falling 41-21 against Hawaii last week. And in the final game around the Mountain West in Week 5, number 18-ranked Fresno State makes the trip to Honolulu, Hawaii to square off against the 2-3 Rainbow Warriors. Fresno State running back Ronnie Rivers is the nation's active FBS leader with 48 career touchdowns, setting the program career record on Saturday, August 28th. Rivers is four touchdowns shy of tying for the fifth most touchdowns in Mountain West history, a spot currently held by San Diego State's Rashad Penny. Fresno State enters the matchup ranked number 18 in the top 25. At least one Mountain West program has been nationally ranked each year since the league's inception in 1999, and the Mountain West has had a team ranked in the top 20 in six consecutive seasons. That'll do it for the Week 5 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. If you missed any of the show, you can listen on SoundCloud on the Mountain West Radio Network page on the MW.com. You can also download the show as a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And of course, follow the Mountain West Conference on Twitter, at Mountain West, and like the Mountain West Conference on Facebook. I'm Matt Neverett. Enjoy your weekend around the Mountain West Conference. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here on This Week in the Mountain West.